Hello, and welcome to Talking Sports with TK. I am Tommy Chrysan. Glad to be here. Glad to have you there. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Please share with all of your friends. This episode, Sports Takes. I'll be joined by Trey Blossman. This episode brought to you by Andy Wells. For all your real estate needs, call or text Andy at 225-772-6000. You're going to hear from Andy in just a moment or two, and he'll give you that number again. Trey Blossom and I are going to talk about the Super Bowl. That's right. It's Super Bowl week. We'll talk about the Kansas City Chiefs, the Tampa Bay Bucks. We've got some interesting factoids for you. We're also going to talk LSU football, the coaching staff, Eric Gilbert going to Florida, we got a couple of comments about LSU basketball for you as well, all here on Sports Takes, and we're coming right back with Trey Blossman. Don't forget to connect with me on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Tommy Chrysan, K-R-Y-S-A-N. I've also got a YouTube channel. Subscribe to it, and I'm the oldest dude on TikTok. Check me out on TikTok, Tommy Chrysan, talking sports with TK. We're going to hear a message from Andy Wells for all your real estate needs and our host, Anchor. Then we'll be back with Trey Blossman for Sports Takes, the Super Bowl, LSU football, LSU basketball. Stay tuned. This is Andy Wells with Keller Williams First Choice Realty, and I want to be your real estate guy. Call or text me today for any and all of your real estate needs. Are you on the fence about selling your house? I have seven amazing reasons why you should have it on the market right now. I'd love to share that with you. So call or text me today at 225-772-6000. That's 225-772-6000. Once again, this is Andy Wells, and I want to be your real estate guy. 225-772-6000. That's 225-772-6000. Before history is written... It's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. About to be joined by Trey Blossman. We got some good takes on some popular topics for you today brought to you again as i said by andy wells for all of your real estate needs call or text andy wells at 225-772-6000 trey blossman how are you doing happy super bowl week happy february that's a lot to going on right there tommy a new month (laughs) and a new year with a new super bowl coming up we uh we skipped over to Pro Bowl, and what what happened? I thought it was going to be a video game. We were joking about the Pro Bowl had become the video game we had always said the NFL would become, and now the video game got canceled. <laughs> I tell you, our thoughts, which for those of you that don't know, Trey and I have done radio forever, basically, and now we're in the podcast world, but we've said for a solid five, six years that – the NFL will become a video game. And I tell you, every year we get a little smarter. Yeah, yeah, it's closer and closer. And this year they actually did announce that the Pro Bowl would be played as a Madden video game. I know. Uh, <laughs> and, and now we're denied even that, Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> Craziness. All right, well, it's Super Bowl 55 from Tampa. We know it's the Kansas City Chiefs. We know it's the Tampa Bay Bucks. There's a lot of side stories. Uh, LSU is represented more than any other college in America in this game. That's going to be 
fun for LSU fans. And we're going to get to some LSU football and LSU basketball. But first, Trey, uh, man, Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady. I mean, there are so many storylines here in Super Bowl 55. It doesn't feel like it, though. You know, Ronnie Rance and I were talking on Sports Shorts Daily Facebook Live video this morning how it just doesn't feel like a Super Bowl. You know, no media day. That was a Zoom conference. And, you know, Kansas City's not even going to Tampa, fly into Tampa until until Friday evening. Saturday. Yeah, Saturday. You know, Tampa's staying at their homes, and except for maybe the night before the game. It's different, but, but the whole world has been different since last March. But. All the arrows are pointing towards one hell of a football game uh, between, you know, the greatest quarterback of all time and a guy who may strip that title from him if things go well for Patrick Mahomes uh, in the next decade plus. You know, that's a good point, Tommy. How many Super Bowls would Mahomes have to play in and win to be considered the greatest of all time and surpass Brady? Obviously, this is Brady's... 10th. He's won six of nine, I believe. Is that correct? That is uh, absolutely correct. Uh, and I've been a fan. I, I was a New England Patriot fan when they drafted Tom Brady because I was a big fan of Detuna uh, as a coach. And I also was a big fan of Drew Bledsoe, who was a pretty good quarterback in his own right. And Brady started playing when Bledsoe got injured. And Brady played so well, Bledsoe wound up going to another team. It's not often you have a quarterback that leads your team to the playoffs that loses his job because he gets hurt, but that's exactly what happened in New England with Drew Bledsoe supplanted by Tom Brady. This is the first playoffs since he's been in the NFL that I haven't been pulling for Tom Brady. Uh, I've never pulled against a Tom Brady-led team in a playoff game or any other game for that matter until this year when he wound up playing in the same division as the Saints and I pulled against him twice this season and then uh, could see in the playoffs we were on a collision course, so I was pulling against him in the first round so we wouldn't have to play him in the second. Brady's great. He is the greatest of all time. His wins and his numbers prove that. Look, the other quarterbacks put up big numbers. Nobody has those amount of wins. The combination of the playoff wins and the numbers is incredible. Patrick Mahomes will surpass the statistical numbers, will he surpass the number of Super Bowls is the question. That's going to be interesting to see. And, you know, my first reaction is not, that's, that's not going to happen. There's too much parity in the league and you can get an injury, whatever. But if anybody could do it, it would be Patrick Mahomes. Here's a little factoid for everybody out there. You ready for this one, Trey? Yes, in, 1990, in 1995, Tom Brady was drafted by the Montreal Expos of Major League Baseball. They're now the Washington Nationals. They drafted him as a catcher in the 18th round in 1995. The day he got drafted, Patrick Mahomes was in kindergarten. <laughs> so just uh, put a little of that into context. Uh, put that in your pipe and smoke it and, and listen to that. And while everybody's talking about Brady and Mahomes, and rightfully so, you know, you got a lot of other stories developing. Chiefs won't have either one of their starting offensive tackles. They had a couple of guys in contact tracing protocol today. That are, uh, Demarcus Robinson, a receiver who, as you said, Trey, is in the rotation, expected to be cleared unless they test positive between now and then. They did not test positive, but apparently someone that they were near 
tested positive. And then you got the LSU look with, you know, with uh, Leonard Fournette and Devin White uh, with the, the, the Buccaneers and then Ty- Clyde Edwards-Alaire and Tyron Matthew and Daryl Williams with the Chiefs. And there's some guys on the practice squads for each team. So there's a lot of LSU flavor in it. I think the Super Bowl is going to be very popular in the state of Louisiana. Well, there's going to be a lot of people watching, no doubt. You mentioned earlier it didn't seem like Super Bowl week. The whole season's weird, Tommy. The whole year's weird. We're now into another year of weirdness. Uh, I, I think the matchup of the greatest of all time and the next greatest of all time is going to be pretty good. And based on television viewership for the regular season, I think the Super Bowl will be up uh, relative to past Super Bowls. That's anybody's guess, Tommy. Look, I know a lot of people that aren't watching the NFL. They're not watching Major League Baseball when it starts again. They're not watching the NBA. Uh, people are angry at the spoiled athletes, and it's only getting worse. We're seeing it trickle down to the colleges now. That's probably another subject for another day. But uh, people are sick and tired of prima donna athletes especially those that are earning 25, 30 million a year and then trying to get involved in politics and social issues. People are sick of it. A lot of people aren't watching. I'm watching. I love the game of football more than I dislike the negative aspect of what the players are doing as a group. So I watch, but uh, it makes it easier for me to watch knowing that millions of others, including dozens of my good friends, do not watch football. Uh, my sons do not watch much NFL football and they grew up in my house watching a lot of NFL football. So, uh, you know, I'm like you, I I enjoy football on paper is a great matchup. You know, I I try, I'm trying to compartmentalize. I'm going to watch the football. I'm not going to watch any of the pregame. I'll turn it off the minute the clock says zero. I don't want to hear all that crap after the game, but I will watch the football game. For the record, as we speak on Monday prior to the Super Bowl, the Chiefs are a three-point favorite. Over and under has been bouncing around, 56, 56 and a half, 57, uh, 56, I looked about an hour ago. That's been moving around. Trey will have his picks on the Super Bowl. We'll drop that podcast uh, Thursday evening probably. Certainly by Friday it'll be posted for you to watch. Trey's been very successful in the NFL playoffs and uh, he'll have that for you. Anthony Gallo and I will also have some Super Bowl thoughts on the Coonass and the Redneck podcast. That'll also be out Thursday evening, Friday at, at the latest. So I'm ready for the Super Bowl, and we'll have more comments along with Trey's picks as uh, we go forward with this week uh, uh, here on Talking Sports with TK. Trey Blossman, let's talk a little LSU football. Finally, Coach Orgeron has completed his staff. He's filled the positions of defensive coordinator, a couple other defensive guys. Uh, the staff is intact uh, for the on-field assistance and, and ready to get going. Uh, signing day is uh, two days from now, Wednesday, February 3. So, you know, after everybody, you know, they swung and missed on a few defensive coordinators and everybody's wondering, you know, what the hell's going on over there? Well, it appears they've got some people in place now and you're just going to have to wait and see if these people, many who haven't been coordinators before or in the case of the defensive coordinator, he was at a D2 school, Bowie State in Maryland many years ago and was actually a defensive coordinator, but that's not the FCC. It's not anything close to the SEC. 
But I think we got to defer to Ed Orgeron here and figure and he brought some people in that he thinks can help this team win football games because the bottom line will be, do you win football games in the fall? Well, Tommy, Coach O has hitched his wagon to these young coaches on offense and defense. I, I like the hires. I, they they passed my eye test, my sniff test. I think that you need younger coaches these days, and that gets back to what I was touching on a little while ago about these spoiled, pampered, prima donna athletes. Uh, you know, back in the days when I was a college student, Coach McClendon was a great coach for LSU. I doubt he could be a head coach anywhere in today's environment, even at the age he was at that time. It, it, you know, that you got to be able to get along with these players. You, you got to be willing to coach them up, but you got to be able be willing to pamper them a little bit when they need it. Uh, the most important thing here is these are the coaches we're moving forward with. And unless they leave for other positions because we've won another championship, these will be the last coaches that Coach O will hire. If he has to fire some of these guys, he's going to be fired as well. So well, the, uh, the future of Coach O at LSU is now directly linked to these new coaching hires and the rest of the staff that's been in place. And one factor that I, I want to point out that I think is, is important, you know, when new coaches come in, offensive coordinator, passing game guy, the defensive coordinator, and some other defensive guys, I think you kick a little complacency out of the door. I, I played college baseball, and I, I went through some coaching changes. And when you get a new coach, it kind of gets your attention like, hey, I got to show these new guys, you know, what I really can do. I, I got to work hard. I got to show them what I'm capable of because they don't know me. I don't know them. So I'm going to try to find that silver lining that maybe just kicks a little complacency out the door and you get some guys that, that kick it up a couple of notches. LSU, I think, is a very talented football team. They have recruited tremendously well for many, many years now. I think there's a lot of talent out there based on some of the guys on the field when they beat Florida and Ole Miss were people that nobody remembered them guys ever signing at LSU. But some of them showed that they got the potential to be some damn good football players. So I, I'm going with that angle that the talent, you know, and these new coaches might be thinking, hey, this is my chance to put myself on the map. Because when you're a college football coach, you are coaching for your next contract. You already got the one you signed, okay? You're getting paid whatever it is, blah, blah, blah. So whatever you do is leading you to your next contract, whether that's a raise at, at LSU or a step into another school or back into the NFL. The other thing I like, college football players at LSU and anywhere in the country, the more NFL guys you got in the building as assistant coaches or analysts or whatever, guys that have played in the NFL – or coached in the NFL, these kids love that because they, every kid that signs with LSU thinks he's going to play in the NFL. We all know they're not going to all do that. So, But if they got guys in the NFL in the building, I think that's a big plus, not just for LSU, but for all programs. Yeah, oh, absolutely. No doubt about that. I totally agree with that. Yeah, so we, we'll see how it goes. And, uh, you know, going to have this signing thing, a couple of guys that will link up on, uh, on Wednesday of this week. They got the verbal commitment from the big lineman in, in, uh, up in Neville High School, supposed to be the top lineman in the state. And then a, a legacy guy, Ben Bordelon's kid, who plays down at, with Arch Manning at Newman, uh, has also committed to LSU. That's 2022 guys, but they continue 
to do well on the recruiting trail. So we'll just have to see what can happen on, on Saturdays in the fall. Can they win football games in the toughest division in the country? I don't mean uh, certainly the toughest conference, but the SEC West, there's no better division in college football anywhere. No, <laughs> absolutely no doubt about that. Look, I- I've looked at the schedule. I've looked at the talent level. I think with no major surprises, no major people leaving, no major injuries, I don't think LSU loses more than two games next year. Well, still, very early. Still, <laughs> yeah, very early. early. still very early. Still very early. Still very early. A little, a lot early for that, but that's all right. Hey, you know, I, I, I don't know what I think about all that right now, but you know, you, you, you follow the program very closely and have been an LSU fan for a very long time. So, uh, you, and your, your reputation for football knowledge speaks for itself. So we'll, we'll see what happens and we'll see what happens with spring practice. And in future episodes of sports takes, we'll certainly get into a lot of that. Another LSU football note to, the five-star tight end slash wide receiver, Eric Gilbert, who came into LSU, um, all of a sudden decided not to play with a handful of games left on the schedule. I believe he had an issue with the hippie lettuce, and that's why he didn't play. It had nothing to do with being homesick or being sore. He didn't get hit that much. Uh, all of a sudden, now he's going to go play for Florida, which Florida plays at LSU in Baton Rouge this October. That'll be an interesting Saturday, but you know, this waiver thing that the SEC put out due to the pandemic where you're immediately eligible, um, it's rubbed a lot of LSU fans the wrong way as Eric Gilbert will become a Florida Gator. Yeah, the new Felipe Franks, Tommy. (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) That's really funny. Oh, man, you hit the nail on the head. He, He will be hated by Tiger fans. So much. And, uh, and the odds are like uh, uh, two to one that they get his cell phone number the week of that game. Trust me on that one. <laughs> Which they had Tebow's when he came into Baton Rouge many moons ago. But anyway, um, it, we'll see what happens with all that. I mean, I always said it. You don't want a guy to, to be here that don't want to be here. I don't care if he's five no, stars. I, I, get him out of here. Get him, him somebody a uniform that wants to wear purple and gold. Yeah. Trey Blossom, as we wrap this up, LSU basketball. I've actually watched the last couple of games. Oh, my. Do I have – you know, I'm not a big basketball guy. You know that. I've said it. I can't. I haven't watched much NBA or college basketball in the last couple of years. I've watched some LSU basketball because people told me about Cam Thomas, told me I needed to check it out. Number one, it's god-awful basketball. Number two, I'm guessing Will Wade coaches at practice and they just don't listen. And Cam Thomas, in the last L- three losses of LSU, the last three games that they've lost, he's got a total of one assist. The other day against Texas Tech, he put up some of the most god-awful shots awful percentage shots uh, that just had, you know, no basketball IQ with shot clock and game and score awareness. I mean, I, I, I somebody tried to tell me a couple of weeks ago, they thought he was better than Chris Jackson. I'll say right now that that's an insult that this guy ain't a, a pimple on the butt of Chris Jackson or Mahmoud Abdul Raouf. Uh, LSU basketball is just, just does not play good fundamental basketball in the three games I've watched. Again, you and many others watch more basketball than me, but I'm so disgusted after the game the other day. Not that they blew the lead late. I mean, that's part of it, but 
the fact that they don't play defense and it's it's blacktop PE class basketball. And whoever has it, find yourself a shot. You know, I mean, I, I might not watch it anymore, Trey. Well, you know, I, I watched the game. I thought we had 38 and a half minutes of decent play and 90 seconds of total meltdown. I'll tell you how bad it was. My wife, who only casually pays attention to these things, and maybe hears some discussion about it on the radio when she's in the car, uh, she asked me what the hell happened to LSU side. <laughs> <laughs> That's beautiful. I, I told her they had a meltdown. Uh, it was unbelievable to watch. It, it was like a slow-motion train wreck, but you knew the train was going to wreck before it came off the tracks because you could just see it happening in front of your eyes. Uh, look, hats off to Texas Tech for not quitting. McClung made two great three-pointers. The turnover in the lane for the layup is just totally inexcusable. Like you said, we, we got a great young player that needs his green light needs to be trimmed a little bit. He, he's got the green light to take those shots. Uh, I think that the coaching staff needs to reel that in just a little bit. Uh, just let, let him be more careful with his shots. Don't tell him, hey, don't don't take those shots, but just be aware of what you're doing. And unless you're at the end, he takes some shots that are end of the clock shot shots, but he yeah. takes some oh, of them with 20 seconds left on the shot clock. That's the problem. Sometimes yeah. you have to force up a bad shot, but you don't have to force up a bad shot with plenty of time left on the shot clock. Well, and they got to go into Tuscaloosa and play a very good Alabama team who crushed them in Baton Rouge a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, they they got to do that this Wednesday night. Without, without Darius Days. Like yeah, that. who will be out at least a couple of weeks. Trey Blossman, I want to remind folks again that you'll have your picks. Uh, we'll drop that episode of uh, sports t- uh, Talking Sports with TK, Trey Blossman's picks, probably Thursday evening, certainly no later than Friday, to get you ready for the Super Bowl. Over $6 billion. We'll be better on the Super Bowl. We want to let everybody get a little piece of the pie. I'm looking forward to the game and uh, looking forward to this week. Uh, not the Super Bowl activity. Just I, I have a lot of things going on personally, business-wise this week. So when we get to the weekend, I'll be ready for the game. I look forward to talking to you Thursday. Uh, hope- Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry. Only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands, all hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com.